Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Back here at the Circus Sportsbook, hour number three on the eve of uh, the third Sunday of the NFL season. Matt Humans, Scott Spritzer, NFL Week 3 preview. And Will Hill, VEASAN analyst, joins us now. He's uh, probably been watching the Yankees all day, but now we have to switch his attention to the NFL. Will, you were my co-host last week when Scott Spritzer was out, and uh, great job. Appreciate you coming on this week as a guest again. And uh, if you didn't catch the first show with Scott and I, uh, we didn't meet about this before, but it was all about the Philadelphia Eagles and how much I like the Eagles and Scott liked the Eagles, and uh, that was our uh, preseason team to watch, and uh, Philadelphia Futures... Uh, we're big on uh, big on our radar before the season. I think right now the Philadelphia Eagles are hot with a lot of people, maybe too hot. Uh, well, as they go on the road here as six and a half point favorites to Washington in the Carson Wentz revenge game. So you've got the Eagles and the Commanders in Washington, and now all of a sudden the price is inflated. Will are you tempted to grab the points here with Washington? I am, and it's uh, it's great to be back with you. It was fun co-hosting last week. I tried to Wally Pip Scott, but it didn't work. I see him back in the co-host seat, so uh, maybe next time I'll do better, and I'll try to uh, try to Wally Pip him. But I got something yeah, on just... Matt, so it's going to be tough, man. I got something. Oh, on that's okay. all it is, man. I think Will. We all do. I love your work, man. I understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, to me, this is just a typical you know sell high spot. Everyone on uh, national TV saw Philly just dismantle Minnesota. An impressive effort on offense, really shut down the Vikings. Uh, outside of a drop to, to shut out Minnesota. When you're up 24-7, you don't even give up that garbage touchdown you know, that we, we see all the time in the NFL. That's an impressive effort. But to me, this is just an overreaction, a short week on the road, a division game 
laying almost a touchdown. Uh, I bet Washington. Uh, look, we talked last week. Sometimes you got to make these bets in the NFL that make you uncomfortable. They're not always pretty. Mm-hmm. But to me, this is just a little bit of an overreaction. I will take the home division dog here. Give me Washington plus the points. Hey, I said Scott Spritzer and I were both high on uh, the Eagles before the season. What about you? What were your thoughts about Philly uh, before week one? Because you're seeing the public perception change. I wonder if your opinion of uh, Philadelphia has changed. Boy, I wasn't that sold on Hurts. I, you know, I saw him in college get benched for Tua. He just wasn't accurate enough. He didn't look to me like a pro passer, but from what everyone says and, and the evidence is on the field, he really is a hard worker, a mm-hmm. relentless, just grinding kind of a kid. And that was impressive on, on Monday night. Now, some of the guys were eight, 10 yards wide open uh, against the Vikings. I'm not sure what kind of coverage they were running, but Hurts has really been improved. A.J. Brown and Smith is a hell of a wide receiving duo. They're good up front on both sides. In a watered-down NFC, is there any reason this team can't be in the NFC title game? I don't see any reason why not. Minnesota was running uh, Baltimore Ravens fourth-quarter coverage. Uh, That's basically what it looked like. Uh, Scott, I wanted to talk about whether or not you think this is a bit of an overreaction to how these two two teams have started, especially record-wise. The Chiefs are laying five-and-a-half to the Colts on the road in Indy. And the line is about two and a half points higher than the advanced number. Do you agree with the adjusted number? Or are you looking to take the points here? Yeah, I bet Indianapolis uh, back up against the wall game. You're winless heading into week three. Hey, 0-2-1, even in the, the AFC South, which is pretty wide open. Uh, that's a big hole to dig yourself out of. They're home. They're getting points. They're desperate. Uh, I think they'll be able to run the ball in Kansas City. I saw Taylor only had a handful of carries last week, and he was really effective in those carries, which... Uh, they went into Jacksonville, a team that waxed them at the end of last year to knock them out of the playoffs. And then they go in there, they got shut out again. It's a troubling sign for Indiana, Indianapolis's future in terms of this season. But to me, this is a, an all-in game back up against the wall. You're getting points. You're home. And like you said, you had all summer to bet the Chiefs minus three. Now a couple of good games uh, from the Chiefs. Really, not even an impressive win against the Chargers last week. I thought the Chargers gave that game away. Now you're up to five and a half against a desperate team. Give me the Colts here. In that game, uh, Scott, it seemed like Patrick Mahomes threw three or four interceptions, yeah. and you look at the box score afterwards, he had zero. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Everything gets negated by a penalty right. or a replay review. I feel like he's the luckiest quarterback in the league when it comes to getting picks wiped out. <laughs> Typical Chargers, huh? too. Typical Chargers. Yeah. Just have the game. You're up 17-7. to seven. You know, you had the first and goal uh, late to take the lead. They throw pick six. I mean, the Chargers are one of these teams. They can't get out of their own way. Some teams find a way to win. Some teams find mm-hmm. a way to lose. The yeah. Chargers always find a way to lose. They almost they almost cost us. I had the Chargers in that game plus the points, and I got a text uh, from a fellow capper and better, and he goes, well, you took the Chargers. You got you to gotta expect something like that to happen when the, the pick six almost was the difference maker mm-hmm. as far as them covering the spread or not. They were able to get the late touchdown. But it's like you feel like that with the Chargers every time you play on them is that you're going to deal with something bad that happens that doesn't normally happen to most teams. But it was a heroic effort by Justin Herbert to get the backdoor cover. Well, yeah, absolutely. With the rib and everything, yeah. Heroic. I, I felt like <laughs> I thought he was going to kick the field goal, too, because you're down 10 exactly. there. You didn't really need the touchdown. Yeah. I was like, I was terrified that they're going to show the kicker run onto the field, then your bet would have really been dead. We, we were talking about that earlier, about, you know, that's one of those times when you look mm-hmm. at the head coach, Staley for the Chargers, and like, great bad move. You know, I, know. I just loved right. it. You know, that's, it was stunning to me, really, at the time, because you have to have two scores. It's right. fourth down. How do you not kick the field goal? And yes. Staley leaves yes. Herbert on the field. He's got the ribs injury, and he goes ahead and throws a laser on fourth down for the touchdown in the backdoor cover. That was wild. Almost got the onside kick, too. That was a good onside kick. That ball was rolling around for a while. He almost got that. But the Chargers deserve the cover, at least those who bet on him. So uh, I think it was a a fair result. Let's move on here. And uh, 
This was not fair last week, but hey, life isn't fair either. The Raiders blew a 20 to nothing lead. I thought they had won the game 23-15, and then a flag comes out of nowhere on a defensive holding call on fourth down, and the Cardinals and Kyler Murray get another chance, and they cash in. They return a fumble for a touchdown in overtime and beat the Raiders. What do you think the Raiders' mindset is here, Will, as they go on the road to play the Tennessee Titans, who were blown out on Monday night? And also, the Raiders are going to be shorthanded in this game. One of their best defensive players, Denzel Perryman, not going to be out there. Hunter Renfro, slot receiver, not going to be out there. Uh, but you still like the Raiders. Yeah, to me, this is more of a fate of, a te- of Tennessee. Uh, Titans were my best bet in the pro football guide. Uh, you can check out at vsin.com. I doubled down this week. I bet a season win total under 7.5. And, and I even sprinkled a little 26-1 to one on Tennessee to have the worst record. Because I think they are just beat up both sides of the ball. Taylor Luan's out on the offensive line. Injuries on defense. Henry has had a million touches in his career. He's starting to show a little age. And their schedule is really tough. They still have to play the Packers, the Bengals, the Cowboys with Dak, the entire AFC West. To me, there's a scenario here where this Titans team is 1-6, and 1-7, and seven, and they just turn the keys over to Malik Willis. Rable says, you know what? I'm not in any trouble. I can have one of these years. I'll see what we got in Willis. And if he plays well, that's great. If he doesn't, we get a good pick and we go from there. I am down on the Titans. I think they're at bottom six, bottom eight team. Hmm. Injuries all over the place. The Raiders, on the other hand, like you said, they had that game won a million different ways last week. Even week one against the Chargers, that game was sort of a coin toss game. Carr just killed them in that game. To me, the Chargers are a much better team. I'm okay laying the two. Titans, not a great home field advantage. I think it's a long year for the Tennessee Titans. This is a bet against them. Give me the Raiders. Cardinals are a divisional home dog this week to the Rams. And of course, we know that McVay, for the most part, has dominated his counterpart Kingsbury in this particular series. I'm trying to decide if I want to jump in on the divisional home dog, which has been terrific against the spread for a while now, or if I want to go against Arizona, which doesn't seem to be able to put it together on their home field. Your thoughts, Will? I took Arizona, uh, the re- the revenge, the motivation aspect of, remember, these teams played on that wild card Monday night game mm-hmm. last year, and that was maybe the worst playoff performance we've ever seen from Arizona. That was just a complete no-show. So you have that going for Arizona. Like you said, they're home. They're a division dog. And the Rams uh, were embarrassed that Thursday night against Buffalo. You figured they'd bounce back against Atlanta and win. They did. And you could say, hey, they're up 28-3. to The game got a little wonky. They dominated that game. I watched that game because I had Atlanta. Atlanta moved the ball up and down the field, even when it was 28-3. to mm-hmm. They missed a short field goal. I think it was like a fourth and one from around midfield. They went forward, didn't get it. They had another interception in Rams territory. Atlanta moved the ball at will on the Rams. To me, the Rams have all sorts of issues. I don't know if it's championship hangover, if they're just getting a little older, especially on the offensive line. Uh, I will take the Cardinals here plus the three and a half. I don't trust the Rams here going forward. Okay, so your best bets uh, this week are going to be Washington, Arizona, Indianapolis, and the Las Vegas Raiders, correct? You got it. Did we get official word yet on Herbert, or is that is that a wait and see tomorrow? Uh, the line no, certainly indicates he's not playing. Yeah, it's obvious the betting market thinks he's not going to play when the number crashes from seven to three. And uh, but uh, he's a game time decision officially. Uh, I would be surprised if he's out there uh, to start tomorrow. And uh, you know, to be honest, I liked the Jaguars before that, and I was I thought even if Herbert played. He was uh, not going to be near 100%, and uh, he was going to be limited against that pretty strong Jacksonville front. So I liked the Jaguars in that game. I actually played them as a uh, super contest and circuit contest play at plus seven. Uh, but what are your thoughts there? If Chase Daniel is a quarterback and it's not Justin Herbert, uh, would you play the game, Will? 
I still like the Jags. I'm like, okay. you. I like the Jags plus the seven when uh, Herbert was supposedly going to play because you figure even if he plays, he's not going to be hundred percent. We saw him uh, with all that room to run last week, just kind of throw the ball away. So he was obviously in some pain. Look, ribs are no issue from everyone that's had that issue. I think it was Phil Sims saying, Hey, every time you sneeze, every time you move, yeah. you wince, it's extremely painful. So uh, to me, the Jags are the play. Daniel has made a ton of money in the league. He hasn't played a whole lot of football. He did beat Minnesota a few years ago. I think that was 2018, but we haven't seen him play that much. And I think we're going to find out if Daniel does have to play just how good Herbert is, because to me, there's a massive drop off, obviously, from Herbert to Daniel. Uh, I like the Jaguars. And if you like the Jags to win this game, I still think they're around three to one to win that division. We were hard on Lawrence last week. We said, you know what? He hasn't really living up to the hype, uh, but he played pretty well. I thought that was the best game of his career last week against Indy. There's a chance here where they get to eight, nine, maybe 10 wins and steal that division. I think the Jags at uh, plus 300 or so to win the AFC South are a pretty good bet as well. Oh, well, yeah. Right now, it looks like the worst division in the NFL. Uh, with the Colts yeah. playing so per- poorly early in the season. The Colts can change some of those perceptions with a win tomorrow sure. against the Chiefs. I know Scott Spreicher is going to be pulling for that one as well. 30 seconds, your quick thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Will? It's funny. You think Rodgers, Brady, shoot out all these points. Both teams really limp in on offense. Tampa has nobody in terms of receivers. Their offensive line's a mess. Mm-hmm. Packers still sort of getting their guys integrated. To me, this is like a 21, 20, 20 to 17 type of game. Flip a coin. I'll go with Green Bay. I think they're a little healthier, but it should be a fun game. Follow him on Twitter at not the Will Hill. William Hill, VSIN analyst. Thanks a lot. Appreciate the time tonight, Take care, buddy. Garrig. All right. See you guys. <laughs> We're going to come back with Scott Spritzer's best bets for week three. Stay tuned. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like 
like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Horse racing fans, First Bet wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park on October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare, hotel tickets to the races, plus a $1,000 betting voucher from First Bet. Head over to vcin.com slash horses to register. Matt and Scott Spritzer back here at the uh, Circus Studio, uh, Circus Sportsbook Studio uh, for vcin as we uh, preview NFL Week three, and uh, Scott, we're going to take a look here in a minute of uh, all the winless teams in the NFL and which ones we think still have hope. But right now, let's take a look at your best bets. And uh, you said when you walked in studio tonight that you don't love this card, and uh, I don't either, but you can always find bets every week. And go ahead and fire away with uh, your top plays. Uh, last week going into week two, I'm looking at the card. I'm like, even if those games wouldn't have won like they did, it was like, just perfectly set up from what happened in week one. And they were able to come in mm-hmm. and we were able to cash a nice card. So, yeah, I'm going to even throw in a teaser here, Matt, as one of my top three plays. I'll start with my third play, which is a two-team six-point teaser. I teased up the Texans uh, up to eight and a half for the most part, uh, to the, well, the, for the most part now. Uh, but uh, the Broncos, seven and a half, is the second half of that teaser. And, you know, the Bears got a fortunate win over the Niners in week one, as everybody knows. They did absolutely nothing Again, on offense for a second straight week in Green Bay. We had the Packers in that contest, uh, and this time they came up short on lucky breaks. So the pass offense has been pathetic, to say the least. I mean, you look at what Justin Fields has done, 15 of 28, 191 yards, two touchdowns, two picks through two games, not even 200 yards passing, and it's not his fault. He just has nothing to work with. Like we said on our preview show a few weeks ago, is that uh, they're kind of going to wait and see if Fields can play well, mature a little bit, and they're going to build around them in the offseason. That's what they're doing. So Houston solid on defense. They own the better offense. I teased them up uh, up to eight and a half and, and even could have got nine. I'm not big on teasing three to nine and things like that. But but again, uh, up to eight and a half is where we got them. And then the Broncos, the second half of that teaser. Uh, I had San Francisco on my circuit Westgate contest cards last week. And, and again, we were happy to see Jimmy G get in the game and be able to uh, – 
to be able to wrap up that victory for us. It was an emotional win, as everybody saw, for the Niners. I mean, they were just jumping all over Jimmy G after the game. Their issue has been unforced errors for the most part yeah. uh, when you talk about what's going on on the other side. And the mistakes should lessen as the season progresses uh, with these new faces uh, for this team, for Denver developing chemistry. Advanced lines, by the way, had Denver as a field goal favorite. And I believe there's been an overreaction. We've talked about overreactions with some teams and how they've done after the first couple of weeks. I think there's been a little bit of an overreaction to San Francisco uh, when it comes to Jimmy G taking over. When you look at their Super Bowl odds, now their Super Bowl odds got shorter when Jimmy G came in. You're back a quarter to back, quarterback to play uh, the starter. And so when I look at this, I'm thinking, I think there's been a bit of an overreaction, but I'm going to go ahead and tease it up anyway. And I tease the Texans to the Broncos as my third play. Uh, second play is one we've talked about quite a bit already. It is the Colts getting five and a half over the Chiefs. Once again, you're getting uh, a nice little bit of value off of what the advanced line said because KC, as Will Hill said, they were a three-point favorite all summer long, and now all of a sudden they're laying five and a half based off of what Indy has done the first couple of weeks, a tie with Houston and then getting shut out by Jacksonville. But if you listen to Matt, you listen to Will Hill, you listen to Scott Kellen, you're going to hear guys that think Jacksonville's a pretty darn good football team this year, much better mm -hmm. than they have been. So, yeah, it was a clunker. They lose 24 to nothing. Uh, teams that have been shut out of the NFL and then are an underdog, especially at home the next week, have done quite well against the spread over the course of the uh, last decade or so. And Indy finally has all the receivers back in all likelihood for this game. So, listen, I haven't been overly impressed with Kansas City. I don't want to knock them down too much, give them credit obviously where it's due, but you know, Mahomes hasn't been terrific as a pinpoint passer. He's, as you said, he's been lucky on a few occasions again this season. I'll take the five and a half with Indy. Final play, Matt, is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals, and I laid the six here over the New York Jets, and the so-called Super Bowl loser hangover has reared its ugly head again when it comes to Cincinnati. They started 0-2, obviously. They could be 2-0. Uh, they come off the loss in overtime to Pittsburgh when they dominated that game for the most part. Uh, they lost to Dallas on a field goal with three seconds to go in regulation. The O-line does have their pass blocking issues. There's no doubt about it. But the level of competition from the defense that they're playing uh, drops off this week. And I think you'll see a better effort from the O-line. I think you'll also see uh, probably Burrow getting the ball, getting rid of the ball a little bit quicker after getting sacked 13 yeah. or 14 times uh, in the first two weeks. And remember the Jets gave up over 400 yards of offense to Cleveland. So, and by the way, if Flacco has two great games in a row, then I get beat. I can't imagine this guy has two great games in a row at this point of his career. I think he's going to be a sitting duck in this game. I think since of you, what they're going to do is they're going to come after him because why wouldn't you? The guy's statuesque. He's, you know, he just can't move his feet. So, and by the way, I, I mentioned, I think early in the show, I might not have, but I always make my first three weeks numbers before the season begins. I made since eight and a half in this game. So I'm getting a little bit of value. I feel uh, from my handicapping standpoint on them. So, the teaser with Houston and Denver both teased up six points. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts plus the points and Cincy minus the points. All right. Uh, that could be a pro tip, by the way. Uh, don't fear Broadway Joe Flacco. <laughs> Look, that's not going to be a pro. That's not an official pro tip. Uh, I don't think Joe Flacco's anywhere near as good as he's uh, kind of looked here, especially crazy. last week. Yeah. That was a fluky result in Cleveland. Scott Spreitzer's best bets once again. The two-team six-point teaser, Texans plus nine, Broncos plus seven and a half. He's also on the Colts plus five and a half and the Bengals minus six. Now, Scott, so far in the Circa and the Westgate contest, you are eight and two on both cards. What are your five plays this week? Uh, the five plays are the Baltimore Ravens, the Miami Dolphins. And you're laying less than a field goal with the Ravens exactly. in the contest. Exactly, yep. So Baltimore minus two and a half. I got the Miami Dolphins. I've got the Cincinnati Bengals, the Indianapolis Colts, 
and probably the one that I was holding my nose the most on the Green Bay Packers. Those are my five plays this week. I had the Packers on my short list. I just could not quite get there with a play, but uh, certainly don't blame you for playing Green Bay. All right, let's uh, look at the winless teams in the NFL, and uh, we have a small group of them so far, and two are going head-to-head this week in in the uh, uh, Raiders-Titans game. So you got the the team that was the top seed in the AFC last season, the Titans, now winless. The Raiders were a 10-win team. Uh, They are now winless. Also on this list, the Houston Texans, not a real surprise. Atlanta Falcons, not a real surprise, even though those teams have been really competitive in the first couple weeks. Carolina Panthers are 0-2. They're home dogs this week. Cincinnati Bengals, we just talked about 0-2, defending AFC champs on the road against the Jets. And the Colts, a team that I liked in the preseason, Scott. You liked in the preseason. A lot of people did. Colts off to a very disappointing 0-1-1 start with the Chiefs coming to town. So which winless team uh, will make the playoffs or has the best shot to make the playoffs? We're talking about uh, this group of seven teams. Titans, Texans, Raiders, Panthers, Bengals, Colts, Falcons. All right, so seven teams, and three of those teams I thought had no shot of making the playoffs when the season began, mm-hmm. which are Carolina, Atlanta, and Houston. And I think you agreed on this when we were talking doing our season preview a few weeks ago that Houston would be better than last year. And I like the young quarterback. Sure. I think they're a better team, but they're not going to make the postseason. No. I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan. I think Matt Rule's a fantastic college coach. He's not so much when it comes to an NFL head coach. I don't like Carolina. Atlanta's been better than their record, but again, I don't see them getting to the postseason this year. So it's Indy, Las Vegas, Cincinnati, Tennessee. I don't like the look of the Titans. I think what you said earlier about Indianapolis, if they can somehow win this game and be, what, 1-1-1, one, one, and one, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm like Scott Kellen. Every time I think of Indy, I think of 0-2, right. you know, even though they tied against Houston. So they could be 1-1-1 one, one, and one if they win this game against KC. But when I was looking and breaking down the schedules, Believe it or not, I still think Vegas has a chance in that crazy division mm-hmm. because of the way they're in a very tough division because of the way that their schedule falls when you look at it. I still think they got a shot uh, to get 10 wins out of the season. They just got to get everybody on the same page. I mean, you know, you would think that Devontae Adams and Carr would be on the same page. Well, Carr looked for him too much, forgot about other players. Last week, unfortunate loss, as you mentioned. You know, they got unlucky. Uh, you had, of course, Renfro with getting hammered on a couple of plays where he dropped the ball twice. And, and turns it over on that last one for a touchdown the other way. So I'm going to lean towards Las Vegas of the four teams, not including Carolina, Atlanta, Houston, with Indy right on the Raiders' heels, especially if they get a win this week. Yeah, I think the uh, the Colts still have a real shot here because it, Scott Kellen called it a do-or-die situation for the Colts. I don't see it that way at right. all. You can lose to the Chiefs. You can be 0-2-1. And, and in the AFC South, you're still very much in it. Yep. No team's going to run away with that. I don't think the Titans are going to be a playoff team. I, don't either. I, I eliminate the Titans uh, right now from this discussion. Uh, as far as the other teams, throw that graphic up there one more time. The uh, the winless teams in the NFL, I agree with you. The three you threw out right away, talking about the Texans, Panthers, and Falcons. Mm-hmm. I'll throw out the Titans. Uh, the Bengals are in a division that's uh, going to be tough to win because I think the Ravens are going to take it. Sure, uh, But you still give the Bengals a chance. Uh, I'm going to go with the team that has the best shot to make the playoffs, believe it or not. The Colts. All right. Even though Matt Ryan has looked rotten here yeah. in the first couple of weeks, Scott, it says he's 37 years old when you look up his birthday. He looked 57 uh, the first <laughs> two weeks. Do you still think there's hope for Matt Ryan to uh, play much better than he has? Or did you yeah. feel like when uh, 
he was in Atlanta the last couple of years that he was shot because some people had that opinion. I didn't think he was shot in Atlanta. I thought it was a lot of what was going on around him. So I like him under this coaching staff, believe it or not, although I think Frank Wright could be a little bit better in some of his adjustments throughout the course of the game. All right, quick break. We come back. Scott and I take one more look at the top games this weekend. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady showdown is going to be one of those. Stay tuned. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Matt Eumanns and Scott Spreitzer here from the uh, VSIN studio at the Circus Sportsbooks. Kick off your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including the daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, 24 7 video, pro tools, pro tips, and much more. Sign up on our discounted football special. Get VSIN Pro access to everything all the way through the Super Bowl for only $175. That's a good deal. Or you save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe. Become part of the sports betting network. All right, Scott. Don't forget the GM Shuffle podcast as well. I was on the show this morning with Michael Lombardi, and uh, he was strong about his opinion on the Cowboys on Monday Mm -hmm. night. We'll talk about that game in a minute. It's football season, and the GM Shuffle podcast is a must-listen for everyone Hear former NFL executive Michael Lombardi give his unfiltered opinion on players, teams, and coaching decisions every Monday and Thursday all throughout the football season. Download and subscribe to the GM Shuffle podcast from VSEN and DraftKings, wherever you get your podcast. And uh, Femi does a great job on there with uh, Michael Lombardi as well. All right, let's talk about, I'm going to say the highest profile games of Sunday, Scott. And I, I really think the... Uh, the Chiefs-Colts game is one of them. But we've talked about that one so uh, so many times. Let's uh, start at the top of the rotation with uh, the Ravens and the Patriots. And the Ravens obviously blew a 21-point lead last week, a 35-14 lead uh, to the Dolphins and the Patriots. I would say unimpressive in the win at Pittsburgh. But I find this a fascinating game because the public is so heavy on the Ravens, and uh, we saw that DraftKings number of about 90% of the tickets on the Baltimore Ravens as road favorites. We're going to find out what the Patriots are made of here. Bill Belichick is not a home dog too often, but he is in this case, and uh, Belichick and the Pats, two and a half, three-point dogs. We've seen the number move off three at most sports books, including Circa, where now it's Ravens minus two and a half, and you're more inclined to lay it than you are take it. Yeah, I did. I, I did in the contest also. I laid the points with Baltimore, and now, that defense was fine for the most part through the first seven quarters of football that mm-hmm. they played this season. And again, they just it was a snowball effect. It's like they got out of place on a couple of uh, on a couple of reads when Miami had the ball. It was almost like they were going to a prevent when they were up twenty one and they yeah. couldn't get it back right between the years and get in the right place when Miami started attacking and finding success. so i'm gonna I'm gonna chalk that up as far as Baltimore's concerned. and just they just had a bad fifteen minutes of football. And I think they come back here against uh, a New England offense that leaves a lot to be desired with Matt Patricia. I know he's got that super genius offensive play calling ability, but uh, <laughs> I think they're going to be yeah. able to find a way to get past him here, uh, Matt. So I went ahead and laid it with the uh, Ravens. Okay, how about the Bills and the Dolphins? And uh, Buffalo Bills down four defensive starters in this matchup at Miami. The line has uh, 
inched down a little bit at several books, including Circa, where it's four and a half. Buffalo, four and a half point road favorite, total of 53. Uh, over was a popular play in the Circa Friday Football Invitational, and uh, the 53 is not really moving anywhere. Uh, but a high-scoring game expected by a couple of sharp cappers I know. And, uh, Scott, I did play the Dolphins as yeah. a home divisional dog here. Uh, but a b- big part to push me over the top is all the Buffalo defensive injuries. Yeah, Miami made my card, too, as far as the uh, Westgate and the Circa are concerned. And it, it was already leaning to be a play as it was. And then, of course, with the Buffalo defensive injuries being announced, that just put it over the top and probably you know got them ahead of maybe like uh, a Falcons or something like that or a Jaguars that could have made my card and mm-hmm. decided to go with Miami. So, Again, I, it's it's a divisional home dog, and you know when I'm when I look at what the success that these teams have had against the spread over the last few years, like like I said, it's like eighteen and three with a couple of pushes in there. I, I tend to either play on those divisional home dogs or stay away from the game. And even when you got a team like Buffalo, that's everybody's power rated number one team in the NFL right now, it's still a tough place to go into a a, a place on the road and be able to cover a number. And again, you're talking about a number that's increased, even though Miami uh, was able to come from behind and win that game against Baltimore. The number's up a little bit from where you could have had it, you know, a month ago, let's say. Okay, let's move on to uh, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. And uh, we talked about this a little bit with Will Hill, but there's a lot to talk about here, Scott, because there's so many injuries on uh, the Tampa Bay side. And you... Tom Brady's 45. You can't just go, go out there and uh, work miracles at that age. You don't know what he's going to have in terms of receivers and playmakers around him in that offense. The offensive line is also banged up. Sure. A lot of concerns for the Bucs. But the defense has been elite so far this season, and the defense has been the reason the Buccaneers are 2-0. and They uh, swept that road trip through Dallas and New Orleans to open the season. I'm inclined to think, and it's strange to say this, in a, in a game with Tom Brady – and Aaron Rodgers, but I think under might be the better play. And I think I like to- that. Yeah. We've seen the total come down. It's all the way down to 42. It's dropped a few points this week. I, I think I like that better than the side, and I was thinking Green Bay earlier in the week. Lazard's going to play, but even he's not 100% according uh, to reports. And then I mentioned earlier with Scott Kellen on the show that Tampa's the third best in the NFL in yards per play allowed. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot, obviously, for Aaron Rodgers to overcome uh, when he doesn't have his best receivers on the field. I mean, we've seen Brady in the past – a couple of years ago when they thought he was washed up with New England, he had a lot of uh, replacement receivers out there because guys were banged up or had moved on. And so you've got kind of the same thing going in this particular game with Tom Brady. And I, I think you will see a lower scoring game. I could definitely see this being like a uh, you know, a game that lands in the high 30s by the time it's said and done. Now, I, I did put Green Bay in a couple of cards that I have. Uh, so I'm leaning that way. But again, I think the under is probably a little bit more enticing at this point to me than Green Bay. I lean the Packers way too, but I missed the plus three early in the right. week, and I really don't want to jump in at this point, and I don't have a strong opinion on it. Sure. I kind of feel like there's a lot of games in the NFL. You get down to five, six minutes ago, you're looking at coin flip decisions. Absolutely. This, you, this is such to be a on tough the lucky week. Side. Yeah, I mean, I'm, this is the kind of week that really builds confidence for the rest of the season. If you go uh-huh. out there and you're thinking, you yeah, know, I got like three plays this week, but I have to come up with five for the contest cards, and then you end up going three and two or better, mm-hmm. I mean, you're just feeling great about life. You know, as you move right. on into the into the into October, when it comes to the contest, into your own bets that you're making, so it's a big week. And if you go one and four, if you go two and three, obviously it stinks in the contest. But you're sitting there going, "Well, I hated the card anyway." Mm-hmm. So it's a real good shot to build some confidence if you can get some lucky breaks uh, with these five plays that we have in the contest. You know what's uh, funny about that? I guess 
Sometimes it's not funny, but if, if you go three and two, it's a hell of a lot easier to jump up out of bed on Monday and approach life with a positive attitude. <laughs> I was that before I came down here on Saturday, <laughs> and I had James Madison as a big play yeah, on Saturday. Right. And the first score I see, I'm down 28 to three, and I'm hating life until three hours later when I saw I didn't turn on whatever mm. it was, ESPN Plus or whatever to watch it. I'm thinking it's going to be 49 to 10. They win. All of a sudden, I show up, and I'm happy to be here. I know. I know. <laughs> If you go two and three or one and four, you wake up Monday and you hate everything. Ugh, life stinks you know? at that point. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be that way, but it is. And uh, especially early in the season when everybody feels like you still have a good shot in this, con yeah. this contest. And, well, it's like eight and two uh, start. You don't want to be eight and seven on Monday morning, you know, right. because it's then like you just, you know, just ditched everything you just did for the first two weeks because you had a no and fiver. And so many people in these contests and so much good luck is needed that if you have two one and fours or zero and fives along the way you're basically hoping to land in the top 25 definitely not in the top 10 anymore well you're talking about two or three thousand four thousand people in these contest entries in these contests you can't afford to have more than one bad week exactly at this yeah. point okay how about the uh denver broncos they've had a couple bad weeks but they're lucky i would say to be one and one they get by the texans sure. last week and uh after that season opening loss at seattle the yeah. niners one and a half point Road favorites, total of 44. Do you think we're going to see a better version of Russell Wilson on Sunday night football? I think we will, okay. and I, I respect the San Francisco defense, but the Broncos' offense has been moving the football. They just haven't been getting the ball in the end zone, so they've got to work that out. You know, Probably fortunate, like you said, that they're one and one i got to ask you that question I kind of talked about a little bit earlier. Do you think there's been too much of a positive overreaction on uh, Jimmy G being the new quarterback here? Because, man, I just it's like, okay, San Francisco's back in it because, you know, the one player change with Jimmy G coming back in. I know he knows this offense, and I know obviously Shanahan's going to, mm -hmm. you know, call plays for him to run within what he can do. It's not a Trey Lance offense anymore. But again, I just think there's been a bit of an overreaction to San Francisco. It's funny you say that. I was thinking about that last week too because last, last year when Jimmy G couldn't get the Niners over the hump, there's a lot of people who were saying, well, they could do better. You know, Trey Lance, they have a higher ceiling with Trey Lance, and I was thinking the same thing. Now when Jimmy G comes back in last week, all of a sudden it's like Joe Montana's return. <laughs> so where the players reacted, right. the way he yeah, played, yeah. everything. He, he only went 13 of 21, by the way. But it right. started, I think I it was like six for six out of the gate or and something like that. And it's against the Seahawks, right. who are, you know, uh, I would say. The worst in football to be. One of the worst teams in the NFL. I'm not sure where they rank. But anyway, Jamal Adams was not out there. It was, yeah. it was not a particularly uh, tough Seahawks defense at this point, so I'm not going to make Jimmy G out to be Joe Montana at this point. I did not play this game on Sunday night, but I got the sneaking suspicion that Russell Wilson and the Broncos are going to look a lot better. It's the second half of that teaser I mentioned, yeah. taking Denver, teasing them up with the Houston Texans. So I, I think they got a great shot to win the game. Obviously, they're only a one, one-and-a-half point dog, but, but again, I teased them up with Houston and, and went that route. That's going to lead to a uh, pro tip we're going to have in the final segment. Also, best bets. I have mine, contest plays. We're going to wrap up the show here from the Circus Sportsbook. Scott Spreitzer, Matt Humans here on uh, VSIN, the sports betting network, as we continue to preview NFL Week 3. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Okay, kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to book for every line boost and special. Week three, Bet Rivers has parlay insurance and touchdown insurance offers every Sunday and all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs. If it loses, get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown between the Niners and the Broncos on Sunday Night Football. Get your money back as a free bet if that player scores at any time. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game. Scott Spritzer, Matt Humans, wrap it up here. Final 10 minutes on our NFL Week 3 preview. And, uh, Scott, who would you pick to score the first touchdown between the Niners and the Broncos Sunday night? 
put Broncos. You, put you on the spot. Yeah, there we go, Broncos. You got a player? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Russell Wilson runs it in from seven yards out. Okay, what a scramble. Go for that. What's the odds on that? I'm not sure. We'll have uh, oh, okay. our producer Dan Miller, Dan the man, look it up and see what the odds of Bet Rivers are on Russell Wilson to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football. Uh, the pro tip here is we always talk about overreactions after Week One. I think you can say the same thing after Week Two, maybe yeah. even after Week Three. Scott, um, no team as is, is as good as it looks. Uh, at this point, no team is as bad as it looks because a lot of times the media tends to bury teams that are 0-2 or if the Colts lose Sunday, they're going to be 0-2-1 and a lot of people are going to want, want to write them off. But there's still going to be value yep. in teams like that. And I think there's value in betting on uh, some bad teams. That still, uh, Some teams have poor records, let's put it that way. If the Colts are 0-2-1, I don't think they're a bad team necessarily. They still have hope. Uh, but that's where you find betting value in teams like that. And also... You can find some value in betting against teams that are, as I say, public perception props them up to be better than they really are. So I don't think uh, right now the Giants are two and zero. I was stunned when Scott Kellen said he power ranks the Giants the worst team in the league. I wouldn't go that far, but I'll say that no team is as good as it looks at this point. No team is as bad as it looks, and sometimes that's where you can find betting value. Yeah, nothing but respect for Scott Kellen over the years, and and I was like, wow, I'm, I'm going to go back and look and see. <laughs> With the New York Giants, because, you know, they're not one of the top 20 right. teams in the league, but I didn't have them 30th either. It's, you know, Seattle 30th for me and the Chicago Bears 29th, and and you could interchange those. I You know, either one of those teams is bad. So, uh, yeah, you know, when I look at – we just talked about, for instance, not only the Giants at 2-0 and uh, being a team that's not as good as their record, uh, but you look at a team like Indianapolis, they could very well lose this game, be 0-2-1, then you get them at home against Tennessee. And what I like about that with these 0-2 teams is that the media – uh, the non-betting media is going to tell you how bad they are. They're going to mm-hmm. tell you a hundred times that week right. that no 0-2 team has ever made the playoffs <laughs> or whatever it is. So you just right. get this drilled into your head over and over. And this is one of the reasons, Matt, that I make my lines for the first three weeks before week one, because I don't want to overreact the first couple of weeks uh, to something I just saw one week. I want to see that, you know, the group of three games by each team. And then I start reacting more like that. And that's why, you know, there's a couple of games like Cincinnati where the line six, I made it eight and a half before week one, because you don't want to overreact to, to teams that are playing over their heads or teams that are not playing up to their potential. I think it's interesting that you do that because I know very few people who do, but the books will do that work for you too. Oh, there yeah, are plenty sure. of books who put out advanced lines at this point. So do you compare your numbers yes. with, with, with what's out there, let's say at the Westgate or yep. Circa or whoever puts out advanced numbers? It's exactly what I do. I yeah. mean, I got all that work done before you know numbers come out or before I really pay attention to the numbers. Uh-huh. And then starting week four, like, you know, that's when I'll start doing the uh, look ahead for me, which I'll have a week in advance and I'll be doing my numbers before any advanced numbers come out or I look to advanced numbers and, and then uh, that week's lines. And I start doing that line, those lines a week ahead in week four for week five. So uh, that's basically been working for about a decade now and we're mm-hmm. going to keep hoping that it works. And again, it fits Cincinnati quite well this week. I think that's a great exercise to do. And then, uh, you know, that's a, like I say, I try to make college football numbers on Saturday night, early Sunday morning, before Circa puts out the first sure. number. That way you can act instead of react to what you see, to what the bookmaker puts out there as an opener. I'll give you and, an example, because uh-huh. we've had a few weeks already of college football where we haven't, you know, we've had the week zero. Uh, not that every team has played a week zero, obviously, but uh, watching last week's game for North Dakota State against Arizona, mm-hmm. there was a point late in the third quarter, early fourth, where it looked like North Dakota State was about ready to take control of that game. They just looked like they had it wrapped up. They're moving them off the line. Uh, when North Dakota State had the football. And then a couple of things happened, and all of a sudden, give Arizona credit, they won the game. Well, my number 
for South Dakota, the South Dakota game. Remember, there's South Dakota State who could win the FCS. Then there's the South Dakota Coyotes who are not even top 30, 35 in FCS. Well, my number was 18 and a half before what happened against Arizona, and it came 14 this week. I remember telling our good friend Dave Koch, and I'm like, favorite play on the board Sunday night when the lines came out, or it was after that, a couple days after that with FCS games. They're, they're opening them at 14. I got them 18 and a half. Mm-hmm. That's a play. That's a huge difference for me off a line, four and a half points. It ended up going up to about 15 and a half or so. But that was another team, by the way, I just got to admit, to be candid, they were just like James Mad. At halftime, they were losing the game outright to South Dakota. They came back and won by 17. It's been a good day for you with comebacks. Huh? Boy, I'm hoping I didn't and use it And you had the Arizona luck. Cardinals last week. Hey, man. man. You're living lucky right Sheesh. now. Knock on for Micah. <laughs> you know what? You're right about that, though, because that's one of the games I recorded last week was uh, North Dakota State, Arizona. Yep. And uh, North Dakota State was having its way on the ground and controlling the line of scrimmage, and it looked like uh, that was going to be a win for the road team. And all of a sudden, Arizona turned the tables, and before you know it, I had to win in that one. But you're right about that. All right, let's look at uh, best bets for me for week three. And, uh, Scott, I'm 6-4 and four in the circuit contest, 7-3 and three in the Westgate Super Contest. I pulled... Last week after I put in the circuit plays, I really started to doubt the Raiders. Uh, I didn't like it that much, so I pulled that one out and I put the Cowboys in its okay. place. And the Cowboys obviously beat the Bengals, so I got a, one game better in the Westgate Super Contest. Uh, and I, I did the same thing this week with one play on this card, and I'll let you uh, take a guess which one you is. All right, my uh, team name here in the Circa Millions Contest is Mean Machine. That was the uh, prison football team yep. that Burt Reynolds quarterbacked in the longest yard. You're still not going to give Adam Sandler's remake any love, huh? Oh, God, no. <laughs> Can't believe he even mentioned that. That's a joke, right? It's, it's a joke. Sarcasm. It's a little sarcasm. <laughs> Waterboy's much better. Good to see the... <laughs> That's sarcasm, too. Yeah. Anyway, here are the five contest plays in the uh, circuit for me. Dolphins plus five and a half. Okay. Panthers plus two and a half. Uh, Bears minus two and a half, Jaguars plus seven, Cowboys pick. Now, the games I've uh, bet out of my pocket so far that aren't, um, well, actually, I got Panthers plus three as a an actual bet. I've got the, I've got a little bit on the Patriots plus three against the Ravens. I kind of changed course on that throughout the week. And uh, I wish I had bet the Jaguars plus seven. That's a, a bet I didn't make that right. I regret. I should have made early in the week, but the Panthers plus three. And uh, Patriots plus three, and I'm just you know I'm not completely convinced on the Cowboys on Monday night, but I I was leaning to that side. And Scott, that's the key in these contests. A lot of times, you got to make the right decisions on yeah. your fourth and fifth plays that you put in. You might have three you really like, and you're wavering on the fourth and fifth. And you know how critical it is to make the right decisions, make the right calls on those fourth and fifth games. I was just going to ask you when I was looking at your your plays that were listed there that uh, I was going to guess either the Bears or the Cowboys. I pulled the Bears out. You're right. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. yeah all right. So cool. after I put the Bears in the circuit contest last night, I took them out uh, today in the Westgate, and I replaced the Bears with the Bengals. Okay. Well, we got a common play there, and yeah. I would not have been on the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I started to doubt the Bears uh, play, but. Uh, do you te- like Texans do you... are in a spot where they're playing back-to-back road games, and I actually think the Bears are going to cut Justin Fields loose a little bit. You know, if, we talked about this. If you watched the Cardinals last week and what worked with Kyler Murray, I think the Bears have to do that with Justin Fields. Absolutely. Let, you know, kid, let him run around, improvise, and make plays, and that's your best chance to move the ball as an offense. He's going to make a couple mistakes, but he's going to make some big plays too, as he did against the Niners in week one. Even if he sits back 
and has time to throw. He's got nothing to work with. Uh-huh. You know, like we said, he's 15 for 28 through two games. So yeah, let him, I mean, cut him loose. I, I get it. You don't want quarterbacks to get hurt and you're thinking about the long run. I'm more of the be here now philosophy. Mm-hmm. And, and I really think that you got to cut a guy like that loose. You got to cut a guy like Kyler Murray loose. Justin Fields is not going to beat anybody standing in the pocket no. going through his progressions three or four deep. You know, he's got to cut loose and do what comes natural to him, and that's take off and run with that football. And even create, you know, dance around a little bit parallel to the line of scrimmage yeah. till the heat comes, and then get out and go. So I agree with you there. Um, got to ask you real quick, do you do you favor waiting as late as possible for your contest picks to be entered, or you do it? Like, I, I, I got mine done by Wednesday night, and, and I don't like to be influenced too much after Wednesday night. Obviously, injuries can kind of come back to haunt you from time to time. Yeah, I don't like to put the picks in too early because you might be – it seems like injury luck – Ends up being bad more often than good, right? Okay. So you put you put your plays in Wednesday night or Thursday, and then you get out some bad news yeah. on Friday, and that's that's why I've been waiting. Actually, I've been putting the plays in like Saturday morning, okay. late Friday night after I did the show here last night. Put the plays in, then I went to the Westgate uh, Saturday morning, and uh, you know slept on it, changed the pick, slept for about ninety minutes last night. <laughs> Great, <laughs> woke up, decided. <laughs> now I don't like the Bears as much as I did last night. I like the Bengals a little bit better, but. Uh, no, actually, I, I think you should wait a little bit for injury news just so you don't get uh, hurt by some surprises, sure. some unpleasant surprises as far as that goes. Scott Spritzer, follow him at Scott Wins and Doc Sports. Uh, that's our NFL Week 3 preview here from the Circus Sportsbook, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Football is here. The VSIN team has what you need to know. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power readings, VSIN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts NFL veteran birds, NFL veteran birds, NFL veteran birds. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.